Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Nazir Daf Chav Dalad. We are holding out the mission on the top of Daf Chav Dalad Amalav. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Lila Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. Also sponsored Zecher Nishmas, my grandfather, uh, Moshe Dov Ben David Zatzal. Also sponsored in honor of the yard site of Yehudis Bas Shimshon by her grandchildren. It is also sponsored with Zchuzur for Shalema, for our good friend Jeff Ganellis, Shmar Ben Rezel Shoshana Miriam, Yishlaver for Shalema, Besoch, Shar, Chola, Yisrael. Also sponsored by Shragi Brill in gratitude for the Rachame Shamayim, Hashem's mercy, and Zchuzur for Shalema. For Leah Peril, Bas Esther Rivka, uh, she should continue to feel good. So, uh, what we're going to discuss today is as follows. The mission is going to talk about what happens if a uh, woman became a Nazira and then she was mafresh for Karbanos and then the husband was made for the Naziras. So, what happens to all those Karbanos? She's not a Nazira anymore, she doesn't need to bring them, but they already have Kedusha of Karbanos. So, that's going to be the discussion in the mission. The Gemara is going to talk about in general, does a husband have to pay? for his wife's karbanos. Where does she get the animals? Is it her own uh, animals or not? Or they, uh, is that something that a husband is obligated to pay for? It turns out that it's a machlokas. So the Gemara is going to discuss which side of that machlokas our Mishnah is assuming. Uh, do, are, is the Mishnah assuming that a husband always is obligated to pay for his wife's karbanos or not? Then the Gemara on Amad Beis is going to talk about how can a married woman ever own a karban? There's a klal, kol mashakansi isha kamebaila, that when a uh, when a couple is married, whatever she owns, he owns. So how could it be that she ever independently owns the uh, animals for the Karbanos? The Gemara is going to suggest two possible ways. Then the Gemara is going to have four uh, specific examples or cases where the Shalmei Nazir, Nazir are brought without the Lachmei Nazir, without that element of the Karban. What, the reason we bring this up over here is because one of them is our example, a case where a woman who has been Mafresh Karbanos of Nazirus, and then it turns out she's not a Nazir because the husband was made for her nazir. So then you don't bring the lachme nazir, even though you bring the shalme nazir. So we're going to have that and three more examples. Then the Gemara is going to suggest, what, why are we only bringing four? It seems that there's even a fifth example of where we bring the shalme nazir and not the lachme nazir. And the Gemara is going to explain that uh, why that, exa- that fifth example did not make the list. So let's begin at the Mishnah on the top of Chavdal Ramadal. So again, we're, the Mishnah is going to talk about a Nazira who is Mafresh Karbanos in order to be Makrav them at the conclusion of her Nazirus, and then the husband was made for the Nazirus. So he Isha Shinadra ben Azir, a woman who is Makabel Nazirus, and she designated Karbanos that she, need, that she would need to bring when she concludes her Nazirus, and then the husband was made for the Nazirus, so what do you do with those Karbanos, with those animals? Imshalom if the animals that she was mafresh belong to the husband so then they have no kedusha whatsoever they're absolutely chulin so let the behemoth go out with all the other animals and let it uh, go into the, the rest of the flock because uh, the Baal is makina to his wife uh, from his own money only something that she actually needs but something that she doesn't need he's not going to be makina to her so since the husband was made for the Nazirus and she no longer needs Karbanos of Nazirus so uh, he's not makina those behemoths 
close to her for her to be Maktish them. So it turns out she was Maktish payments that don't belong to her. I can't go be Maktish things that don't belong to me. If I'm Maktish things that don't belong to me, there is no din of Hegdish. The Hegdish is not Chal at all. So these animals are Chulin, and that's why you don't have to worry about them whatsoever. That's if the animals belong to him, because we assume he would never be Makna her, those animals. But Vim Shalah if the animal actually belonged to her, the, the, that she was mafresh from her own mammon, so then hachatas tamus, the chatas, there's nothing you could do with because she has to bring the karbanos, uh, because uh, since she was mechuyeves, to bring karbanos for the time that she was in Azira, so they're not going to go and become chulin, but you can't be makr of the karban chatas because there's no uh, bailim that's able to be makr of them because the woman is no longer chayiv in a karban chatas, so you can't bring a karban chatas without a bailim, that's how Tos and the Rosh and, uh, Rosh and Rashi Menachos, that's how they all uh, they all explain this line of the Gemara, and it would turn out that you would not need. Uh, it, so, so I'm sorry. That that's how uh, that, that that's that, that's the simple uh, reading of the Mishnah. Again, that chatos tamus. The reason is chatos tamus is because the kedusha of the animal is uh, it, it happened because it belonged to her, and she had every right to be matish the animal. But there's no avenue through which. To be makravid as a carbon. There's no such thing as a chatos nedava, so there's nothing else she could do with it other than uh, just let it die. There's no takana. There's no. Uh, there's no way to rectify this situation. If you recall, we learned this line in the Mishnah a couple of dapim ago because we had on daf chafalif the Gemara raised the suffix whether bal me'akar akor or bal me'gazgayis that when a husband is made for his wife's Nidarim, his wife's Nazirus, is it that he uproots it, Meikaro, and that uh, it never existed, or is it only Megas Gaius that he cuts it off, Mikanulaba? So the Gemara brought our Mishnah uh, to, be, to bring a Raya that Bal Megas Gaius, because otherwise, why would the Chatos be Tamos, the Nazirus be Nekalimafreya, the Akdosha Sabehema would turn out to be a Hakdosha Betaus, and uh, therefore you'd be allowed to let the animal just be a regular animal, it wouldn't be Kadosh at all if it was Meakarakar. No. Oh, must be that uh, the Akdash of the Behemoth was real because the Nazirus was real and it just got cut off in the middle. And the Gemara rejected the Raya and said, no, even if Baal Neokar Akher, the Chatos is going to be Tamus because uh, the Mishnah holds like Rav Lazra Kapar that the Nazir is called the Chote because he's Mitzar Atzmo Minayayin. So, since in a certain sense she's a Chote anyway, so therefore it's not considered a Akdasha. Bitaus. Oh, but you can't bring the chatas because she's not mechuyevus to bring the carbon. So it's like a chatas shemesu baileha, where uh, where where it's uh, it's ain lo takana, and you just have to let it die. So Tosus writes over here that even though the husband is made for the nazirus, the chatas is tamus, uh, since it's it's like a chatas shemesu baileha, that's ain lo takana. So Kiveger and the Karanora explain that Tosus is going within the opinion that bal meyakarakar lefidetzad that bal me. As guy is, you don't need to come on to that Hezber that the Chatos is like a Chatos Shemesu Barleha. The reason is because uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the the uh, it, it still has a shame chatos because the nazirus was not nizbata lemafreya. So uh, you have to there's a chiyuv chatos for the time that she was in nazira um, until the husband was made for that nazirus. But you can't bring the chatos because right now you, you don't bring a carbon for a chatzin nazirus. So Rikivega points out that whole line of tosos where it 
Tosla says, oh, even though the husband was made for the Nazirus, but the Chatos is still going to be Thomas because it's like a Chatos Shemesu Balel, is only within the Tzad of Meakarakar. If you hold Megas Gaius, you don't need to give such a Hezber. Then uh, you're going to say Chatos Thomas because it has Kedushas Chatos because she really was a Nazira. You can't bring it as a Chatos because you can't bring a Chatos on a Chatsi Nazirus, on a partial Nazirus. You can only bring a Chatos when, when the full of Nazirus was observed. So anyway, if the animal was hers, the Mishnah says, so Chatos Thomas, the Chatos is going to be Thomas. Ola, Tikravola. The Ola is brought like a regular carbon Ola because it has Kedushas Ola and Shlamim, Tikrav Shlamim, and the Shlamim is brought as a carbon Shlamim. It has Kedushas Shlamim. So the Ola and Shlamim, you could be Makriv even if there's no Bailim. And therefore, you back of them for what they were originally designated uh, as an Ola and as a Shlamim. And you're allowed to eat them for one day and one night, like Shalmei Nazir, and not like a regular Shlamim. Regular Shlamim, you'd be allowed to eat for two days and one night. Shalmei Nazir are more limited. You're only allowed to eat it for one day and one night. Why are you limited to one day and one night? Because when the woman was Makdish this Shlamim, it was for the sake of Shalmei Nazir, which is supposed to be eaten for one day and one night. So you need to uh, be knowing all of the Chumros of a Shalmei Nazir. So even though we treat it like Shalmei Nazir as far as the time frame within which you're supposed to eat it, but it's not fully treated like Shalmei Nazir. Uh, when it comes to the Lechem that normally goes along with the Shalmei Nazir, this carbon Shalom does not require the Lechem that a Nazir brings with the Shalom because the Lechmei Nazir, it says, and over here, there is no Nazir. The woman's not a Nazira anymore. The husband was Mefer, her Nazira, so there's no uh, way to fulfill and therefore you don't bring the Lechem at all. And that's what uh, the Rishonim, the Rov Rishonim point out over here. That's what the Raman passes as well. You do not bring it at all. The Ri is quoted in the Rush that says that uh, by uh, Shalmi Nazir, that are shechted shalokim mitzvasan, that ain't lechem, it means you don't have to fulfill the mitzvah of tenufa, but you do need to bring the, uh, the, the you do need to, to bring the lechem. So not every case that we're going to say that, uh, that there are no lachminas, it doesn't mean that there's no lechem, it could be that they, some, in some cases there is lechem, you just don't do the uh, mitzvah with the lechem of the tenufa that the Torah tells us you're supposed to do simply because you don't have a nazir upon which to, uh, to do it. So if you're Maktish, Tosas points out over here as well that if uh, she was ready Maktish the Lechem, so the Hektish is Chal, she needs to be Poda that Lechem, meaning we're just saying over here that you don't do the Lechem because there's no Nazira, so there's nothing you'll be able to do with the Lechem anyway. Yeah, and what if she was ready Maktish the Lechem, so now what do you do with that bread? So, okay, it, it is Kadosh, you need to be Poda it, and even if the husband is Oker the Neder Me Ikaro, even if you're Bal Meyakar Akar, you need Pidyon because of Xera that people might say that Hektish went out without any Pidyon, that Hektish was Yotze Luchulin without, uh, without any Pidyon. That's what uh, Tosos points out. And she's able to be part of them because uh, they don't have Kedusha Saguf until you shech the Karban. So since you didn't yet get to shech the Karban, there is no Kedusha Saguf. So w- what, what the Mishnah taught us is, how do I deal with the Shlamim that she had designated? Well, as far as the Karban itself, you could still bring it as a Shlamim, even though she's not in the Zira. But as far as the differences between a regular Shlamim and Shalmei Nazir, so we need to be Machmir in both directions. She'll only 
only be able to eat. There are two differences in Mishnah highlights. The amount of time you can eat it within. Okay, you got to be machmir that it's like shalmei nazir in that regard. One day, one night, and whether there's a lachmei nazir, lachmei shlamim, the the lachan that goes along with the shlamim. So that we're going to be machmir, not bring it at all, because there is no nazir to uh, to to bring the lechem on or to wave the lechem on. Now there is another difference between shalmei nazir and other shlamim. By shalmei nazir, we're mevashel the zroa of the carbon, and then we wave it together with the lechem and the other matanos, and only the kohen is allowed to eat it. By other shlamim, the zroa is eaten by the owner, and it's uh, and and it has the same din as the whole rest of the uh, the carbon. It's only the chaza and the shok that are given to the to the kohen. So the gemara and chavdalid bays and later in today's daf legabe the shlamim that shechted shalok mitzvasan. When you have a shlamim that shechted shalolishma that shechted improperly, the uh, bryce is going to tell us that there's no zroa. But over here, when we talk about this case where a woman uh, had her naziris become hufar uh, after she, before she brought her karbanos, it doesn't tell us what to do with the zroa. It tells us about the lechem, it tells us about the zmanachila, but it doesn't tell us how we treat the zroa. So Tulsus over here in Dibra Maslashlam says the zroa is kedosha and it's nechelis lekohanim. And by Yishlam Shanish Tushlam the din is the same. And the Bryce is just telling us that you just aren't mainif the zroah because there's no nazir to be mainif just like by the lechem there's no lechem uh, there's no nazir to be mainif the lechem the lechem on aye but by the lechem it's not kadosh at all and the zroah we're saying is kadosh because uh, the uh, it's a chilek of the goof of the carbon meaning a zroah is a part of the animal's body so of course it's going to be kadosh the whole animal is kadosh uh, so it has the din of a shalmei nazir so that's how Tosos uh, understands okay weiter in the Mishnah let's say she she doesn't yet have animals that she had purchased for her karbanos, but she had designated money for the sake of purchasing animals for her karbanos, but it's stumen. She didn't say which money is going to be used to pay for which karban. So let all of the money go to pay for Olas Nadava. But most Mifurashin, but if she had designated particular monies, this money is for the Khatas, this is for the Shlamim, this is for the Ola, so then you have to uh, be loyal to what that money is designated for. The, the money designated for the chatos, you have to throw in the Yamamelech to be destroyed, and so no one ever gets Hana from them. There's always a big discussion whenever we say Yelchul Yamamelech, big discussion. Dafka? Is it Dafka Yamel? Can you flush it down the toilet? Can you destroy it in some other way? Uh, what if you don't live anywhere near the Yamamelech, right? Is it, uh, it didn't Yamamelech, or just to make sure that no one is ever able to get Hana from it? So, uh, but the bottom line is that you get rid of it. The Dmei Chatos, no one should ever be able to use. Lo Nenin, you're not letting, the money is Asr Bahana'a Midarabanan, we assume, Tosos writes, that there are Rishonim that say it's Nisar Nam Midaraisa, but Posh Peshat over here is and if you do get Hana from them, it's not considered Me'ila Behegdish, because in Parshas Me'il it says Kotche Hashem. These Dmechatas or Yolch Yamamelech are not Kotche Hashem. They're like, uh, the, and the, 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 so that's as far as the Dmechatas. 
to make Ola, what do you do with the money that was designated for the carbonola? You have Ola, bring in Ola Nedava. And since you're buying a carbonola and your makrovit, it's uh, fully hectish. Umolin behen. And if you get Hana from, from them, you're in violation of Me'ila behegdish. To make Shlamim, what do you do with the money that you had designated, that she had designated for the carbon Shlamim? You have Shlamim. Let her bring a carbon Shlamim. Shalmei Nedava. V'nechalim liyom echad. And it will be eaten for only one day, like Shalmei Nazir, and not like a regular Shlamim that's eaten for two days and one night. And you don't bring the lechem that every nazir would normally bring together with the shlamim because there is no nazir upon which to put the lechem. And it says, I'll kapeha nazir. So, uh, and there's no mi'ila on such money because even the behema shlamim, there's no mi'ila before the zrika sadam. So it doesn't even need to mention that there's no mi'ila because even if you had the animal itself, there would be no mi'ila until after the zrika sadam. So all of this, if it, is, if it was her money, if it was his money and the husband was mefer, so all the money becomes chulin, just like in the case of the Reisha. It's just that the Tana points out, the Tana doesn't have to mention that, right? Meaning the, the Reisha spoke about there were animals that were designated for the Karbanos. So we made a distinction. Who bought those animals? Did the husband buy those animals or did she buy those animals? So uh, then in the Sefer we say there's money designated, but no animals bought yet. So we don't make that, we don't explicitly state that same distinction. Well, whose money is it? Is it her money or is it his money? So the Tulsa points out, the reason we don't explicitly state that distinction is because it's obvious that uh, this uh, whole complicated story of what to do with the money, if it's Tum and it's Mufarashin, that's all if it's her money. If it's his money, then it's going to be much simpler, just like if it were his animals, it was much simpler in the uh, in the Reisha. So now the Gemara discusses, uh, is our Mishnah assuming like one side or another in a Machlokas about a husband's obligation to pay for his wife's karbanos? So man tana debaldo mishtabila, who is the Tana of our Mishnah who seems to assume that a husband doesn't have to pay for his wife's karbanos? Um, and therefore there's a chilik between the behemos that a woman was, or mafresh, was mafresh for her own karbanos if the husband was made for her nazirus, that if the behemos were his, they'd be yotze l'chulin, and if they were hers, then they're not yotze l'chulin. So I'm Rav Chista, Rabbanan. Here Rav Chista says, our Mishnah is assuming like the Rabbanan who hold that a husband is not mishubad to bring the karbanos to bring his wife's karbanos. And therefore, if she was mafresh, uh, his behemos, and then he was made for the uh, nether, the behemos are chulin. Because if you're going to assume Rabbi Yehuda, he, you're going to assume like Rabbi Yehuda, who we're going to soon see holds that a husband is mishubad to bring his wife's karbanos, to pay for his wife's karbanos. So then, amai, why would we say that if the behemoth was his, that the Allah is that it's that it becomes chulin, the husband was mishubad for his wife's karbanos. So there should be no chilik, whether it was his karban, whether he paid for it or she paid for it. Even if he paid for it, there was no ta'us over here, there was no, uh, uh, there, there, was, uh, there was no, oh, he wouldn't have wanted No, he's obligated to pay for it the same way she's obligated to, the same way a normal person is obligated to bring their own karbanos, he's obligated to bring his wife's karbanos. So Melu, we wouldn't say it should have full kedusha. So it must be, says, the, says Rav Chista, that our mission is assuming like the sheet of the Rabbanan, and that's why there's such a big difference if she paid, if she designated the karbanos, or if, the, if they were his animals, if they were her animals. Because if they were his animals, he had no obligation to do that. Uh, so that's that's what we must be assuming. So the Gemara 
Gemara brings this machlokas that we just referred to between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan. The machlokas Tanaim comes up in the context, the following context. What happens if you have a woman who's chayiv a carbon olaviyoreid? Carbon olaviyoreid is, uh, by definition, means that depending on how wealthy a person is, it's a different uh, type of carbon that they're going to bring. If the chote is an ashir, they bring a behema. If they're an ani, they bring an oaf. And if they're even poorer than that, then they just bring a mincha. So, like for example, a mitzora has to bring a keves la'asham, a keves le'ola, and a kivsa le'chatas. If he's an ani, keves le'asham, and shnei torim or shnei b'neiyona for the ola and the chatas. Or for example, a yoledes brings a keves le'ola. If she's an aniya, she brings a benyona or a tor. And a tamishach al kodesh, or someone who's nitchas mikdash b'shogeg, nishba l'shaker b'shogeg. All of these cases, you have a chi of carbon ola v'yorid. So what happens if the woman uh, has no money independent, no independent money of her own? Uh, the husband has plenty of money. And she is chay of a carbon. So does she bring, uh, and it's a carbon olivieri, so does she bring a rich person's carbon? Because her husband's a billionaire? Or does she bring a poor person's carbon? Because she has no money. You know, she married a billionaire, there were prenups and lawyers up there, you know, like, uh, she's got nothing. She's got, as long as she's married to him, she's living the life, you know, but she's got, she's got nothing. So what do we do? So Ditanya, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees with Rabbanan and say that a person could bring a carbon ani for his wife, and Rabbi Yehuda says, no, other maybe carbon ashir al ishto. If the man is an ashir, he brings a carbon ashir al ishto. If she's chayv a carbon al he cannot say she's got no money. She's an aniya. Let her bring carbon ani. The chayim kol carbon and a person has to bring, according to Rabbi Yehuda, all of the carbonos that his wife is chayavis to bring, he's got to pay for it because the husband is meshuba to his wife to bring all of her carbonos. Because he writes to, that's one of the things he obligates himself to in the ksuba. He writes, that any, all the achrayos of all of your chavos are going to be a lie, are going to be my responsibility to pay, even those chavos that were there from before we ever got married, I'm going to pay off. And the carbonos that uh, she's chayavis are included in those chovos. So when our mission says that the husband is not meshuba to pay for his wife's karbanos, we must be assuming not like Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda thinks that uh, he is meshuba to pay for his, uh, for his wife's karbanos. It's just like a different way of thinking about, you know, we think of like wealth as, a, as within a family, right? That when it comes to a family, so the family is wealthy. Uh, but halachically, it's not really the way, uh, the way it works, right? The man could be, well, children, for example, all children are anim. So it's a big question. Whenever you promise your child something is then a neder litzdaka. It could take on a uh, a greater that's Rabbi Chanan's kasha. The Gemara says in the end of Masechah Sukkah that you shouldn't promise something to your kid uh, and then not deliver uh, because then limdu l'shanim davar sheker. You're going to teach them to speak sheker. If you're not meaning, you have to teach honesty. So uh, you shouldn't. Uh, you should. Uh, if you if you say you can do something, you got to do it. Uh, even when dealing with uh, with a young child. Uh, so it's a chinuch thing. The the Gemara says. So Rabbi Chanan says forget about a chinuch thing. You just made a neder litzdaka. The kid. You know, the kid is poor, so uh, so it's a nether tzedakah. Uh, you promised him a lollipop, so yeah, but when you give an ani a lollipop, that's also tzedakah. So uh, so that's, uh, it's an interesting way of thinking about things. So anyway, so Rava Amar, Rava says, Even our Mishnah could even be going like Rabbi Yehuda, and it's not a kasha, why if the husband is mefer, uh, her nether, 
Nazirus that uh, the, the, that the 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 is teitzivitir be'eder because even according to Rabbi Yehuda that he's obligated to pay for kabbanos kimeshabidab milsa detrichla yeah he's meshubit to pay for kabbanos when she needs to bring kabbanos but milsa detrichla low but something that she doesn't need he's not meshubit to pay for and over here the husband was made for the nazirus turns out she doesn't need to bring kabbanos so he's not meshubit to pay for kabbanos he's not makna any behemos to her so if the behemos were his is they go out l'chulin because it turns out it turns out that uh, she was maktish behemos that didn't belong to her because the husband was never makna this to her for something that's not needed some report the machlokas between Avchisa and Rava in a different way that mantana who's the tana that holds in uh, the din that we learned in our Mishnah that Avchisa says the opposite not that it's Rabbanonhi that it's Rabbi Yehudahi who holds that the husband is Meshub to pay for his wife's korbanos. And that's why if the behemoth belonged to the husband and he uh, was not made for the Nazirus, so the behemoth would be kadosh, who would, because uh, he is obligated to pay for it. And uh, But if he is made for the Nazirus, it goes out l'chulin, because like the svara that we just said, but now we're saying it within Rav Chista, he's only mishabit to, he's only mishubit to pay for things that she actually needs to do. But something that she doesn't need, he's not mishubit to pay for. So since he was Mefer for her, it turns out she doesn't need to bring Karbanos, and he was not makna this beima to her. But it cannot be going like the Rabbanan. In this version, Rav Chist is saying, our Mishnah can't be like the Rabbanan. Di'i Rabbanan, because if we're going to explain that our Mishnah is going even like the Chachamim, who say that a husband has no obligation to pay for his wife's Karbanos, lo l'aklal, the husband is not meshubah to his wife at all as far as her Karbanos. So the behemoth doesn't have Kedusha whether the husband was made for the Nazirus or whether he was not made for the Nazirus, because she was Makdash Behemoth that didn't belong to her. Meaning, what was the, uh, the what, what did our Mishnah imply? Our Mishnah said that if the husband was made for the Nazirus, then the behemoth goes out to Chulin. But the clear implication is, and if he wasn't, and the Nazirus was still in place, and it was his behemoth, so good, so then it's a perfectly fine carbon. So says of Chista, according to the Rabbanon, it shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be uh, a perfectly uh, a perfectly fine fine carbon because uh, it, he had no obligation to pay for that. So she, just, she can't just go be Makdish, uh, his animals. So we, even if uh, he wasn't made for it, wouldn't be a uh, a carbon. How are we going to explain the Mishnah that if he's not made for that uh, she, she's able to bring carbonos from his behemoths, that it must be that he, was, he gave her a matana from his own behemoths. So, and 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 once he was makna behemoth to her, it turns out that the behemoth belonged to her entirely. So, the din should be that if the husband is made for the chatos is tamos like the second din in the Mishnah when it belongs to her, meaning the only way she would ever be able to use the husband's kabbanos in the first place, according to the Rabbanon, is if the husband gave it to her as a gift. Well, if the husband gave those kabbanos to her as a gift, Guess what? They're hers. So then the rules should be whatever the rules are when the husband's made, if he's made for the Nazirus, the rules should be whatever the rules are when he's made for the Nazirus, and the animals were hers the whole time. There wouldn't be this distinction. Oh, if the behemoths were his, then they're cool, and if the behemoths were hers, no, because if the behemoths were his, they, then either they'd be nothing and there would be no discussion to begin with, and even if the husband wasn't made for, there would be no Kedusha, 
or he was matna them to her, and then they're hers, they're not his. So there is no middle case of behemoths that belong to him, where if the Nazirus was still in place, they would be karbanos, but now that he was Mayfair, so now they're, they're chulin. There wouldn't be such a thing, according to, uh, to, to the Rabbanan, because the only way she's going to ever have these animals is if he's makna them to her. The Rosh points out, what do we mean that he's makna them to her? Not that he's makna them to her, lutzorich the Nazirus, because uh, if that's the case, he would never be able to be made for later on. Because if he's makna her animals, lutzorich the Nazirus, that's a kiyum of the Nazirus. And once he was makayim her nether Nazirus, He's not going to be able to be Mayfair, the Nether Nazirus. But he's Machner of these Behemoths as a gift. So uh, Rava Amar, Rava says, No, I feel the Rabbanan. Our Mishnah could even be going like the Sheet of the Rabbanan. And we're talking about a case where he's Machner her Behemoth from his flock. I we said then uh, then then if the husband was mefer uh, the the should be that it's chatos tamus because if he was makne to her it's hers and she had every right to give it kedusha and everything else so why do we say that it becomes chulin if he's mefer the neder even when he's makne to her as a gift it's only because he's under the impression that she needs it but but if she doesn't need it then he's not really being makne to her so since he was mefer her there it turns out she doesn't really need it for her karbanos, and therefore the hakna'a was not a hakna'a, and that's why the behemoth will go out l'chulin. So when the husband, when she uses the husband's karban, so so long as she's still in the zira and he was not made for the nazirus, yeah, it's going to have the full kedusha because he was makna it to her. But if he's made for the nazirus, then it turns out the mafreya he was never makna it to her because he was only makna if she needs it. But by being made for, he's making it that she no longer needs it. So those are two versions of this discussion between Rav Chista and Rava, whether our Mishnah must be assuming like one of these shitos between Rav Yudah and Rabbanon, Rav Yudah holds that husband has to pay for his wife's karbanos, Rabbanon holds that husband does not have to pay for his wife's karbanos. So now we move on. Im so he said that if the behemoth belonged to the wife, then uh, the and, and then the husband was made for the nazirus, so the chatzos has to be left to die, and the Allah has to be brought as an Allah, and the shlam is brought as an shlamim. So it says in our Mitzvah's question. He minola. How does she ever own animals? Don't we have a rule, the din that whatever belongs to the woman, her ma'asiyadayim that she's uh, she receives from uh, or any anything she receives as a gift from other people, everything belongs to the uh, to the husband. The din of mashkansi yishakansa baila. The Aruch points out. You see from from the Gemara's kasha that it must be a din to araisa. The Ritva in Masechus Kedushin says that it's only a takanami derabanan because uh, the the Klinar points out, if we're only Midrabanan, then what's the Gemara's Kasha? The Gemara, meaning uh, we're talking on a Daraisa, Midaraisa, the Behemoth belongs to her. So uh, it's a, if it's a Chatos, it has to die because Midaraisa, it's a Chatos. So it must be that Mashkansi Shakansabail is the Dindaraisa. And the Gemara is saying, well, how do you ever have a case then where it belongs to her and therefore the Chatos is Mesa? It would never belong to her on a Daraisa level. So the Gemara says there are two ways that it could belong to her. Number one, Amrav Papa Shakimsa Meisasa. Husband gave her an allowance. He gave her money to use for whatever she needs on a daily basis. And uh, he assumes that she's going to go out for coffee with her friends every morning, that she's going to you know, spend a certain amount of money. And she's much more frugal 
told him that she manages to put away money each and every day from whatever allowance uh, that she, that she gets, and uh, in that way she saves up enough money. Now she buys a behemoth with that money. So there you have an example of something that uh, could be that uh, that the behemoth belongs to her and not to the husband. That's how Tosas and the Rush explain that line of the Gemara. The Mefarish says that it could be that the case is not that he's giving her an allowance, but the husband gave a third party money to pay for his wife's grocery bills, to pay for the Mizonos Ishto, and the extra money that she didn't use up can be used to uh, to buy a behemoth. Okay, but Tosas raises the question that the Gemara Mesechus Ksubis tells us that Moser Mizonos is Labal. Whatever is left over from the money he sets aside for her Mizonos goes back to him. So uh, even if she was Kimsa, even if she uh, was being frugal and she saved some money, Lechorot should go back to him. So Tosas gives two answers. Number one, Tosas says that we're talking about a case where the Baal said to the wife, that your Maisi should belong to you, and in exchange for that, I'm not going to have to give you your Mizonos. And the woman agreed, and in such a case, certainly uh, whatever is left over from her Maisi belongs to her. Maybe there's din of Moser Mizonos when the husband is the one giving the Mizonos to the Isha, Moser Mizonos goes to the Baal. But if they arranged a deal where the Mizonos is not, he's not going to be providing her Mizonos, and she's not going to be giving him her Maisi she's going to keep her Maisi so whatever left over extra from Maisidaim, that for sure she gets to keep. And a second Teretz Tosa says in the name of the Ram that the din that most of Mizonos goes to the husband is only when they set a certain amount for her Mizonos. And then the Mizonos was cheaper, so therefore there's extra, meaning they assumed a certain rate of inflation, and then there was deflation. So uh, it turns out everything was as if that ever happened. Then there was a, there, there was a, there was a, the, the prices went down, and then uh, it turns out that there was extra money, because things weren't as expensive as they were supposed to be. But over here, we're not talking about where money uh, gains more, more value over here. We're talking about that the woman was just, she ate less. She just, uh, she was being more frugal. That kind of most Mizonos, that, that belongs to her. So the Sfasemis points out that it could be that when the, the Mefarish writes that the Baal gave most to Shlish, it's really assuming like the second answer of, uh, of Tosfos. Okay, so those are the two, the two ways, uh, the, the two answers of Tosfos of how it could be that, uh, that she has leftover money from what was designated for her Mizonos and that that actually belongs to her. But that's, that's one way that she could own money. The second way she can have her own, her own money to buy Karbanos with, someone else is makna to her and tells her, I'm giving this to you, only almanas, that your husband has no rights in it. So uh, since the whole Kenyan was only almanas, that the husband shouldn't uh, have any rights in it, so then she is the sole owner of that. So this whole discussion is that, uh, that, that in our sugya, that any woman, any Karbanos that a woman is chayev, the husband is going to bring for her, that everything is uh, really on the husband because she doesn't really have any of her own money. And we have like these rare cases, like two eichitimtsas, of how she could have her, her own money to take care of her karbanos. But women are chayev karbanos all the time. So the assumption is that in the standard case, it's always somehow or another coming from him. It's always he's taking care of her mitzvos. So there is a discussion in Poskim when it comes to other mitzvos that seem to be mitzvos in all of Klal Yisrael, but they take money. So uh, what, what are a husband's responsibilities? So particularly in Hilchus Purim, which we're well within Shloshim Yom right now, so we can uh, talk about for a minute, the Magen Avram writes in Simen Tafresh Sadihei that uh, women tend not to 
send mishloach manos to their own friends. There's somech on the husband who's uh, you know who, who's sending mishloach manos for her, and he says that it's not correct. A woman should send her own mishloach manos. He says that I've seen I, I see that people don't do it, but a woman has her own obligation in the midst of Purim, and mishloach manos is one of them. So the Prima Godim writes that a married woman rishus baila aleha, but the Magen Avram's comment is well taken when you're talking about an almana or a basula, talking about someone who's uh, unmarried, someone who's single. Well, well, well received, but as far as a married woman, it would not apply. In the Mishabura, however, and the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, passing like the Magen Avram, that a woman should always give Mishlach Manos. Kavachayim says that uh, a woman could ask Rishos from her baila, from her husband, that he should be mochel, so that she could send Mishlach Manos, and he says uh, another way to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, um, of, uh, he has other suggestions of how to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, of having her own money. Uh, the Matan of Yonamosa, the Aruch HaShulchan writes a Chiddush, that Ish the Ishto are both Yotze with uh, Shnei Matanos, because they're Guf Echad, but B'no Ubito, that are Somichol Shulchan, they have to give bifnei uh, atzmam. They have to give on their on the on their own. In uh, in in Sefer Orchos Rabbeinu, they say that the stipler was mezakeh money al yidei acher for his wife, for his daughter. Uh, his daughter was an almana, and they were and and uh, he would give it for them. I Meaning he would be mezakeh the money to them, and then serve as a shliach to uh, to to, uh, to to give their uh, their matanos avyonim. So uh, they do have all of these mitzvos, even if technically you know te- you have to work around the technicality of where do they where where do they have money from okay so now another situation where a woman has uh, w- w- i'm sorry another uh, viter in the mishnah the mishnah had said that the oldest brother is an older the is brought as a shlamim but the shlam is only eaten for one day and it doesn't require lechem so is that the only case where you're going to have a carbon shlamim that does not uh, the shalmi nazir that don't have lachme nazir don't sit down until you tell me the following thing. There are four examples of uh, the Shalmei uh, Nazir that don't require Lachmei Nazir. And they are Kapara. What on earth does that mean? What are these four examples? So one of them we know. The case of Shalah is what we were just talking about. That the woman was mafresh her own behemoth, her own carbon, and then the husband was made for the Nazirus. So you're makrav the ayil as a shlamim, but you don't bring the lachmi nazir with it. Okay, that's one example. What are the other three? Shalod, it's not in the case of Shalod, is a mission we're going to have in Dav Chavches, that he ish madir nazir, that we're going to see that a, a, a man has the ability to be, make his, his ben katan a nazir. He could be madir his ben to become a nazir by saying, Yehei bini nazir, ve'ene isha madaris espinob nazir. But a woman cannot do the same to her son. So, uh, so in, even if the father's madir nazir, there are cases where the nazir is going to become, where the nazirus is going to become batel. If gilach, if the son uh, took a haircut and through that he's showing that he's not interested in being a nazir, osha who krovim or uh, relatives were megaleachim and they're, they're being megale, they don't want to be, a, 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 they, they're not interested in uh, the, the son being a nazir. Micha or the son makes a macha explicitly. I don't want. This krovim or relatives say that they don't want the son to be a uh, to be a nazir. I think they say that uh, the the nazir of Cook's Talmud, the the, the nazir um, uh, who who was the father of Rav Shayashiv Kohen, who just passed away a couple of years ago, um, that he was Madr Shayashiv Kohen as a child to be a nazir also.
also. But he made a macha. And he said that the Nazir was always disappointed in his child. He knew Gantz Shas Palta. He was always uh, he was always disappointed that he didn't live up to the same level of preachers and kedusha and whatever. So uh, so anyway, so Ushemichu uh, Krovim. So uh, the the Krovim make a macha. Hayilo Mostumin. If there was Mostumin that were designated for the Karbanos, so he didn't say which Karbanos they were to be designated for. Yiplul and You bring all the money for Karbanos and Dava. Most for Russian, but if there was money that was designated. For particular kabbalos, so the mechatos yalchul yamelech, the meolu yaviyolam, molim bin meishlamim, yaviyushlamim, neachalun yamechad, avenu tunlechem. So there you have it. The meishlamim are brought as kabbal shlamim. They can be eaten for only one day and ainu tunlechem. So that's the case of shalom. Okay, shalachar misa minolam. Where do we know this din? The third case that uh, that you bring in the ayil of a nazir after the misa of the nazir, but it doesn't require lechem. Titania hamafet shmo. Someone who designates money linaziruso for the kabbalos of his Nazirus, uh, because you could buy carbon shlam with all of the money. Meaning, you find a big fat behema uh, and uh, the uh, and you can use all the money for the carbon shlam. And the other carbonos, you'll use other monies to buy because you never said that this money is to be for a chatos or for an ola. And for the shlam, there's no meila before the zrika sadan. Mace, if the nazir dies, and he had money that was stumim. Designated for Karbanos, let it go Lunadava, most Mufurashin, but if he had money that was Mufurashin, designated for particular Karbanos, so Demechatos, Yolok Yamamelech, Lonen in Vilomolin, Demechatos, you throw in the Yamamelech and you're not allowed to get enough from it, but it's not an Ismila, Demeola, Yaviuola, you bring it as a Karbanola, Umolin Ben, and it is subject to Mila, Demeshlamim, Yaviu Shlamim, Demeshlamim, you'll bring it as a Karbanolim, Necholun Yomechel, and it's going to be eaten for one day, but Vena, Tunulachem, that it doesn't require a and then the fourth example, Shalaachar Kapara. A Nazir's Mafresh and Ayel of Karban Shlamim, and uh, the Ayel got lost, so he brought a substitute animal in its place. And then they found the first one. So svaru. Uh, so that's a svara. Uh, that uh, that that uh, because shalachar misa matam v'lochazil kapara. Why is it shalachar misa? You don't bring the lach the lechem because it's not right for kapara anymore because the guy died. Well, shalachar kapara nami v'lochazil kapara. You know when else you can't have a kapara when he already had a kapara. So says Mar Suleka. Are there no other examples? I could think of one more. Vayika. There's another example called shalmei nazir sheshachlan shalokim etzvasan. If you shechtel shalmi nazir shalol l'shma, you shechtel l'shem a different carbon. So k'sherim v'lo l'nabaylum l'shum chova. It's kosher as shalmi nedava, but it doesn't count toward his chiyuv. Nechol niyom echad ve'inetunim lo lechem v'lo zroa, and you don't need the lechem of the zroa. So there's another example of shalmi nazir that don't have lechme nazir. So says Mar, why did that not make the list? Because k'mitzasan k'chashiv shalok k'mitzasan lo k'chashiv. We're only listing on the uh, things that were done k'mitzvasan, but if you did it shalol it's not going to make the list because we're not talking about cases where he did something wrong, where he shechted a carbon, shalol uh, he shechted a carbon, the shame, a different carbon. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up at the two dots at the very bottom of the page. Have a great day, everyone.